Welcome to a Hope Alive Church podcast, where we strive to be an authentic family of believers, where we believe everyone can encounter the living hope found only in Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy the word. Father, we're grateful. We're grateful. As I was sitting in worship, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, as I looked around the room, and I seen hands lifted, I saw teary eyes, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, look at you now. And worship isn't about us, it's about Him. But as he said, look at you now, I begin to look back over my life to where I was before and to everything that I've been through to get me to the presence of the Lord. And look where you're standing now. Look at your life now. Look at the presence of the Lord on your life now. Look at the, look at the purpose that the Lord has for you now. And we shouldn't have made it to this place. We shouldn't have made it here today. But look at us now. Because of the goodness and the mercy of our God. Because of the goodness and the mercy of our God. I just had to say that has nothing to do with what I'm preaching today. But look at his goodness. I want to take time to thank Pastor Cliff and Pastor Martha. It feels like we've known you guys for 10 years, but it's because of the pouring that you have done in our life. And I want to tell you, we honor you today. We honor you for the call that God has put on your life. On behalf of my family and I, we are grateful for you. We thank you for the relationship that you have, and we know that it's just going to get greater. We thank you. I want to honor my wife so lovely here in the front row. Where's your hand? That's her right there, y'all. That's her right there. I love you and I appreciate you and I honor you this morning too. And I want to thank our team, our Presence Church team. I am so grateful for you guys. We couldn't do what we're doing without you, so I want to say thank you and I honor you guys. I believe this morning as I begin to pray for what I would bring to Hope Alive Church, I believe that the Lord has something prophetic in this hour, not only for us as individuals, but for us as a church. That he has something prophetic in store this morning. And I want to tell you that the door to your next season is open. And I want to tell you that it's even greater. It's even greater. A greater anointing. A greater outpouring. A greater service to the Lord. It is even greater. I want to tell you the Lord is opening up a door to the next season of Hope Alive Church. And I want to, I want to bring this word to us this morning. And it comes from the gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 11, verses 5 through 10. I can't read the, the, uh, the notes on the laptop. They're too small. So I'm going to put my phone here and just pretend that I'm reading the laptop, but I'm reading my phone. 
So y'all get a picture, it looks more professional. <laughs> but I want to read from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses 5 through 10. And he said to them, which of you shall have a friend? And go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, this is Jesus saying, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence. Somebody say persistence. Because of his persistence, he will rise and give to him as many as he needs. Verse 10, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. And I want to draw my text this morning from a portion of verse 10. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. It will be open to you. Now, I don't know what your it is. I don't know what you may need God to do in your life. But I come to tell you this morning that it will be open to you. Father God, we thank you for your word. Father, we worship you. We adore you. Today, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your word. Let it go forth from your spirit and not mine. Let it be you and not me speaking, Father God. And we will be careful to give you all the glory and all the honor because it belongs to you. In Jesus' mighty name, say amen. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. So before we get into our text, I want to back up a little bit earlier into the chapter where one of the disciples asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. Notice he didn't say, teach me how to pray, because these were disciples, they were Jews, they grew up praying. But because they saw Jesus and his intimacy with his father, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. It is very important before we start asking God to do things in our life, before we start making our requests known to him, before we start bringing our problems to the Lord, before the door can be open, it is very important that we learn how to posture ourselves in prayer. So the text we're about to go through in Luke chapter 11, verse 2 through 4, is giving us a model or a template of how we are to pray. It's showing us how we are to posture ourselves in prayer. It is showing us how to posture and position ourselves in prayer so that when we seek, we will find. That when we knock, the door will be open. So I want to read Luke chapter 11, 2 through 4. So he said to them, when you pray, say this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. 
And do not lead us in temptation, but deliver us from evil. I want to quickly break down this prayer. Because I believe if we truly understand how to posture ourselves in prayer, that when we knock, this door will be open to us. So he said to them, our Father who art in heaven, and I want to stop there. Jesus wants us to approach him like a son and a daughter approaches their father. He wants us to call on him like a father. Now, I don't know about you, but my kids will ask me anything, anytime, any place, and anywhere. It could be the most inappropriate time. They're going to knock on my door. I could be on the phone having a conversation with Pastor Cliff. They're on my knee. Daddy. They're asking. Why are they asking? Because they know that I'm their father and they know that I love them and that I would do anything for them as long as it's good for them. As long as it's good for them. But this is hard for some of us. Because maybe we didn't have our earthly father. Or maybe we were in a moment in our, in our life where our father has let us down. Or maybe we just don't know how to communicate with our father because we just never had that relationship. But I want to tell you something this morning. And if you don't get anything I say, if it goes over your head, if you don't get anything I say, get this. That you are, if this is you, that you are a son, you are a daughter of Jesus Christ. He calls you son. He calls you daughter. I don't care what you did. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what they say about you. I don't care what your reputation is. I don't care what the enemy has tried to do to move you from his sonship. But you are a son and a daughter of the Lord, and he loves you. He loves you. So I say to you, approach him as such. Approach him like a father. Then it says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. The word hallowed means holy, sanctified. Jesus is saying, approach God with reverence and worship. And what he's saying is that before we bring our problem, we are to bring our worship. That before we bring what is going on in our life, that we are to bring our worship. We should acknowledge God as holy. That before we bring to him everything that we're going through in our life, we ought to bring him our worship. We owe him our worship. I believe that I'm in a room full of worshipers. So I don't need to show you how to worship. 
But when you begin to lift your hands in worship, and when you begin to lift your voice and sing to God the song on your heart, when you begin to focus solely on Jesus, you will see that your perspective starts to change. And every problem that you were dealing with now becomes absent in the presence of the Lord. And everything that you were now dealing with, every situation and every problem, our mind begins to shift and we begin to realize that God is much bigger than our problem. God is much bigger than our circumstance. So before we bring that problem, bring your worship and see how the Lord will renew your mind in his presence. Let's move on because I'm going somewhere with this. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I believe that God is establishing his kingdom on the earth. No matter what the world may look like now, no matter what the agenda of the enemy is pushing, I believe before it's all said and done that God will establish his kingdom on the earth. But I believe that what he's saying here is personal. He's telling us to surrender our will and to make God king. Somebody say, make God king. Make God king. He wants us to surrender to his kingship. He wants us to say, God, you are my king. I trust you with whatever you want to do with my life. I trust you even if I don't understand, even if it gets hard. I trust your will over mine. I trust the plan that you have for me, so I surrender my will. And I say, Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I lay down my life. I lay down my will for yours. Make God king. Make God king. Now, we're going to move on to verse 3. And verse 3 takes a shift in the prayer. Because we're, we're not even talking about ourselves yet. If you notice, we're talking about Jesus. We're not talking about what we want, what we need. But we're talking about the Lord. But it takes a shift now. It takes a shift. And even now, we're still not talking about ourselves. It says, give us this day our daily bread. Notice how it doesn't say, give me this day my daily bread, but it says, give us this day our daily bread. Somebody say, our. 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 Give us. This lets us know that while we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that it was never meant to be in private. We belong to a family. We belong to the body. We were never meant to serve God alone. We were never meant to do this on our own. But we are to walk this life out with our brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Say, I belong to a family. Now, I'm reminded when David would shepherd his sheep, he would shepherd a flock. He would care for each one individually, but he would lead them as a flock. When Jesus spoke on the parable of the lost sheep, he said he'd leave the 99 to find the one. 
But once he found that one, he always brought him back to the flock, brought him back to the family. I want to encourage you today. The Lord has brought you back. So don't stop coming to church. Don't stop serving in God's house. No matter how the enemy may try to isolate you, no matter how far you may have wandered off, no matter what you did or what you've done, don't stop coming to the house of God because you have been called back. You belong to a family. Someone say, I belong to a family. Say, I belong to a family. Verse 4, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who, inde who is indebted to us. Forgiveness is always, not some ways, not sometimes, not just vertical, but horizontal. Forgiveness is always, who's texting me, Lord? <laughs> But forgiveness is always. The Lord says, as often as my people repent, I will forgive them of their trespasses against me. Let me tell you, there is no time you can't be forgiven. There is no place that you can't be forgiven. There's nothing that you can't be forgiven from. There's no sin that's greater than God's forgiveness. I don't care what you did or what you're doing. I don't care what you did last night. If you ask the Lord for forgiveness, his word says he is faithful and just to do so. No matter what. Think about that, no matter what. Say no matter what. And in that same manner that we are forgiven, we are to forgive. In the same manner that we are forgiven, we are to forgive. Jesus said, we have been forgiven much. So who are we to withhold forgiveness from anyone? Jesus wants us to be set free from unforgiveness. And the only way to do so is to know the God who forgives. To know the God who forgives. Sometimes I struggle to even know if someone is carrying unforgiveness, do they even have a relationship with the Lord? Have they even felt his unconditional love? Have they even experienced his mercy and his grace? Have they entered in enough to be able to comprehend that if it had not been for the Lord that saved them, they would surely die. And when we understand this, that in the same manner, over and over and over and over, every time we fall, every time we mess up, every time we don't do what we know we're supposed to do, every time we reject the Lord, in that same manner, no matter what, we are to forgive. We are to forgive. Last part, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord wants you 
to tell him, lead me. Jesus said, I say to you, this is what you say. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And I want to move on because I'm, I went fast there. I went fast there. It's 11. But, and finally, I'm to my text. But I really, I really, really think it was necessary that before we get to this text, that we understand how to posture ourselves in prayer. That we understand how to approach the Lord as a father. The holy one, the worthy one. But I want to read Luke chapter 11, verse 5 through 10, one more time. And he said to them, which of you shall have a friend? And go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, this is Jesus, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. It's because of his persistence that God will, that he will rise and give to him as many as he needs. He's not saying to be persistent and just asking. Because God is not like this grumpy neighbor. God wants to give to us like we give to our children. He's saying, don't be persistent in just asking. Don't be persistent in just knocking. Don't be persistent and just telling God what you want from him. But Jesus is saying, it's because of his persistence in prayer. Persistence in prayer. We have to be persistent in prayer. It's not in our persistence and simply just asking. God is not going to give to you because you ask too much and say, take it because you're asking. Kind of like we would do with our kids. Asking so much, well, here, take it. I'm trying to do something. It's not God. But it's because of your persistence in prayer that he will rise and give you as many as you need. So I tell you this morning, be persistent in prayer. Be persistent in pursuing a relationship with your father. Be persistent in giving God your worship. Be persistent in making God Lord of your life. Be persistent in coming to church. Be persistent in forgiveness. Be persistent in prayer. Be persistent in prayer. Somebody say persistent in prayer. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but some of us have been going through a situation that makes us not want to come to church. Some of us have been going through a situation that makes us not want to worship. Some of us have been going through a situation that makes us not want to forgive. Some of us have been going through a situation where we don't know and we don't feel like being persistent in prayer. 
somewhere along the line. We forgot and we stopped being persistent in prayer. Paul said, pray without ceasing. He didn't say ask without ceasing. He said, pray without ceasing. When you are persistent in prayer, this is what Jesus commands us to do. I want to let you know that Jesus gives us a commandment. When we're persistent in acknowledging him as a father, when we're persistent in worship, when we're persistent in being a part of the family, when we're persistent in forgiveness, this is what Jesus commands us to do. Verse 10, so I say to you, ask. I come to tell you to ask this morning. Persistently in prayer, ask. I don't know what it is that you're needing God to open in your life, but I tell you this morning to ask. If it's a financial thing, ask. If it's something with your family, ask. If it's something with your children, ask. If it's something going on in your life, I want to encourage you this morning to ask. 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 Why? Because this is a commandment from Jesus. He says, so I say to you, ask. And I want to tell you to knock and it will be opened to you. And I'm closing. So if we can have the amazing worship team come up really quick. Guys, I'm telling you guys, this is like my eighth, ninth time preaching, so I tend to speed up a little bit. But I'm closing. I want you to understand that you are not disqualified from asking God what you need. No matter what you've done, no matter what you're doing, no matter the situation that you're currently in, no matter the relationship that you had with your father, that you may never have felt like you can ask for something. But I want to tell you, Jesus is commanding you today to persistently pursue him in prayer and ask. 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 What in this year has been troubling you? Ask. What has been coming against our schools and our children? Ask. I want to tell you that the season, that the next season, the door is open to the next season of your life. All you have to do is be persistent in prayer. Persistently pursuing, persistently worshiping, persistently acknowledging who he is. Not just for what he does and what he can give, but for who he is. 
closing, as I was praying to God on what to bring to this church, the Lord has brought me to a door that I believe the Lord is opening not only to us as individuals, but to this church as a whole. As I begin to pray for your pastors, the Lord began to show me a door in the Bible that has been supernaturally opening to them in this next season. And there are many doors that God has supernaturally opened in, this, in the Bible, but he brought me to the door of the Red Sea. And if you are familiar with Moses in the crossing of the Red Sea, he is leading his people away from the enemy. And when he got to the sea, he held out his rod and supernaturally the sea began to split and that door was open for them to walk through. But they couldn't even understand it. Why? Because if you read the passage, it says they turned around and they looked and their enemy was still following them. Isn't it crazy how sometimes the Lord can bless us, but we can't even fathom it. Why? Because when we look back, there is still an enemy on our tail. We can't even acknowledge the supernatural power of the Lord because we're focused on what's behind us. I don't know what it is that you need. I don't know what door you need opened in your life. But if you keep reading this passage, this is what it says. That they begin to walk through it. And once they got to the other side, the Lord again, supernaturally, closes the waters on the enemy. And it says they weren't able to get to the other side. But I want to prophesy to you, Pastor Cliff and Pastor Martha, that the door to the next season of your life is now open and it's closing. I want to tell you, it's closing on the enemy the door to the next season of this church is open and it's closing on the enemy it's closing on every negative word that people have spoken against you every negative word that people have spoken against your character every negative word that was formed against you to tear you down closing on the enemy it's closing on the enemy the door is open for you to walk and it's closing on the enemy it's closing on every negative word that has been spoken against you to tear you down
every negative word that has been spoken over this church. It's closing today. And the Spirit of the Lord says not, and it will be open to you. And he's going to give you as many, as many as you need. As many anointing as you need. As much of his presence as you need. As much people and volunteers as you need. As much resources as you need. Why? Because you see souls and not numbers. And when you see souls and not numbers, God is going to bring you more souls. And I feel the Spirit of the Lord saying he's opening a door to West Texas and Texas through this church. He's opening a door of hope where people from around this region are going to come, where they've never felt welcomed anywhere else. They're going to come to this house and receive that there is hope for their life and there is hope for their situation. As many as you need. Shut your hands towards your pastors. Just agree with me. As many as they need, as many as they need, he's opening the door to as many as you need, to as many as you need, to as many resources as you need. The door is now open. 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 The door is now open for you, for your family, for your children, for your marriage, for you. As many as you need. 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 It'll come from the north. It'll come from the south. It'll come from the east. It'll come from the west. As many as you need. As many as you need. Lord, we agree with your word. We agree with your word. Now, I don't know what you need. I don't know what door you need God to open and him also to shut. I want to tell you that the door to salvation is open to you. And it's closing on your past. The door of freedom is now open to you. And it's closing on that addiction that has been following you for years. The door is open to you. 
If that's you, lift your hands across this room. Lift your hands across this room and thank God for your door. 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 That he's opening for you. And he's closing on your path. That whatever used to hold you down cannot hold you any longer. That whatever has chased you year after year after year, place after place, it's closing. Come on, lift your hands across this room. Father, we thank you for the open door. We thank you for the supernatural door that is open. We thank you right now for that door. We thank you right now. And we stand in your presence and acknowledge it. And with our heads lifted up, we walk through that door. We walk through that door. Not looking at our past. Not worrying about what is chasing us. But we are walking through that door in freedom. 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 Worship your God. 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 Come on, somebody better walk through that door. Walk through that door. Walk through that door with your family. Walk through that door with your people. Walk through that door with your wife. Walk through that door with your church. Walk through that door. Hands still lifted, hands still lifted, hands still lifted, hands still lifted. Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. Oh, Lord, we thank you for every individual here. You see their needs. You see their doors that just won't seem to open. But I pray, Lord, that you give them insight of a persistent prayer life and a persistence in acknowledging who you are. As God, as a father, help them to know you so much that when they encounter their problem, they would lift their hands in worship. Father, you see every need. You see every need. You see every door. Seem like it won't end. But today, the word is that your door, it will 
be open to you. Father, we thank you for your word. Let it be done. Let it be done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Come on, give God a shout of praise across this room. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to stay up to date, be sure to follow us on all social media platforms or visit us online at myhopealive.church.